was actually hoping not to drink, and I wouldn't break the streak if uh, we had never had a drink, but there's been a couple episodes where there wasn't alcohol. So. You just made me a shot glass full. Yeah, hold on. Tara, Tara and I drank too much last night, so I made Tommy a shooter. I looked for a quick shooter we haven't done. This is called the Silver Bullet. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. So I actually shoot it? Yeah. Or can I sip on it? Uh, well, it, it is a shooter. Want me to, you want to cleanse your palate? How about this? This is the Craft Heads Podcast. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Tommy. And we are your local guides, apparently, word of mouthers and part-time alcoholics. And sometimes a faint voice from Alex's girlfriend, Tara, exactly. will, will shoot in as well. Our we producer, have... but not really. We <laughs> just call her that because she's like Roz from Frasier. Okay. So, um, <laughs> do you, whenever the spirit moves you, do you mm-hmm. want to shoot it? or do you just I'll just to... shoot it. That's okay. fine. And, and your mouth is good? I got a piece see, of gum see, right you here. You can identify. It okay. shouldn't be too hard. I already know one of them, just by the smell of it. I'm sure. Yeah, the one's unmistakable. Right. Okay, here we go. What's Talisker? That? Yeah, the one you know is scotch. Mm-hmm. There's like a lemon in there of some sort? Uh, yes, lemon juice, lemon zest. And I shot this. Like I, I swallowed it like a shot, too, yep. so I didn't really get much yeah, taste. Yeah, you don't like roll it around. What, was it easy? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, in vermouth? No, good guess. Uh, gin. <laughs> oh, really? It's 25 mils of gin, 20 of scotch, and then lemon zest twist, whatever much you want to do. I put in a little bit extra because we're citrus boys. So this is a shooter. I feel like that's something that I would have drank in like a cocktail. It, it's called a silver bullet, and it's a cocktail shot. Mm-hmm. So that, that's 45 milliliters total, which mm-hmm. is not even like a full big shot glass, mm-hmm. like a fat one. You know? mm-hmm. Well, no, no, that's not true. Um, yeah, I don't know, something like that. Whatever, I can't do... Yeah, it would be about, like, a regular fat shot. Here, let's do math. There's 750 bottles in a, milliliters in a fifth, right? 30, 30 mils is an ounce. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay, and it's 45, so it's one and a half ounces, so which is a fat shot. American shot. Yeah. Like a regular metal boy there mm-hmm. you go that's that okay so yeah dude I'm so i'm gonna be drunk it. is what you're saying Nah, you'll be fine <laughs> it was one hossy shot um quick shout out uh, real quick thank you very much if you're still listening charles o from the gradient in brooklyn mm-hmm. that was a really cool experience so yeah. he actually emailed us craftheadspodcast at gmail.com thank you mm-hmm. and he and i exchanged a couple emails and then he actually wound up inadvertently getting us featured on the gradient's instagram that's cool on their my story that made me and Tommy, really happy. So thank you for doing that. And thanks for listening and spread the word. I have a couple more uh, shout outs as go well. Go for it. Uh, first, I'll go with a uh, one time patron, not a patron anymore. Mm-hmm. Don't know if he's up to date, but Corey. Corey yeah, Rod. I remember him. He uh, said he was going to be coming through town sometime in the next month. And uh, he was driving up to North Carolina or will be driving up to North Carolina. Regardless, he was in the car when he was texting me. Safe. Um, and said he was listening to Alex and I's sexy voice. Oh, beautiful. So I don't know what episode he was on, but I was really happy when I heard him say that. Uh, that's my first shout out. And second shout out goes to Sam, not Sam, not Psalm, like, like a, a, like psalm. a Bible psalm. Yeah. It's just Sam, S-A-apostrophe-A-M from, um, Tintin, Tintin. Uh, he was super nice bartender. We were sitting near in the bar-ish area, and uh, he was waiting on us. 
and I had a conversation with him about CHP and um, gave him a business card and I told him what episode nice. to listen to, which I think we're on 62 now. I believe that is correct. I believe. It might be 63. I We were weird. But um, he gave, I asked him for a cocktail off the menu and I said, what's your favorite cocktail? And he said, just let me make it for you. And he brought me over a Vu Carré. Oh, okay, I've I've definitely heard the vu part. Yeah, Ray, not so much. So I, it's French, obviously. Yes. Um, and it was a uh, basically like a bourbon Manhattan mm-hmm. with uh, sweet vermouth, angu- angustara, angustara, angostura bitters, angostura bitters. Yeah, we it's have like this. Oh, you do? Yeah. Damn, we could have made it then. Yeah. Well, we didn't have Benedictine. Okay. Yeah, that would have. It would have been okay though, like because yeah. then we would have had three things. You, you know, you never know though. Mm-hmm. Th- those tiny. Sometimes those the obscure stuff is really flavorful and yeah. like it's, it could be the whole body of a cocktail. That's true. We'll so, uh, well, what it would have been if we had the Angostura and the ben- it would have been bourbon, Benedictine, Angostura bitters, uh, sweet vermouth, and an orange peel. I, you know, it's funny. I did buy oranges on the way home. Oh, you did? Yeah. So we will we will put a tack in that one. Same thing with that one crazy one from Nashville mm-hmm. from that one time. But his name will be easier to remember because you're saying Psalm specifically. That's what that's the short term for sommelier. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Like a you know like yeah. a psalm. Yeah. So, and and he's a bartender, so that's perfect. It, it matches well. Yeah. Totally. Well, dude, I have uh, I have a an impromptu tonic. This is not one that we're we put a ton of forethought into, but we're going to sort of segue into it because we recently went to, we did a camping trip at Blood Mountain. Again, it was awesome. Which is w- so good. I want to give my perspective, if if we can. Like, yeah, can I start that topic? You absolutely can. Or that so, part of it? I wanted to talk about special places. Mm. And I mean physically in your life. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally, one popped into my head when you were saying the okay, word special. Okay, perfect. Mm. So that, and I also... Since you didn't have a whole lot of time to think about this, think during this podcast and save it for the end. Maybe someplace special that you used to go to mm-hmm. that you don't anymore. Oh, that you I'm really still. Liked, or something from your childhood, whatever. Just be thinking about special places. To take it away with it's Blood Mountain. It's flowing through my head right okay, now. Good. And Blood Mountain might become one at some yeah, point. Yeah, you you love your mountains. Yeah. Stone it's, Mountain. It's true. I'm a huge Stone Mountain fan. And uh, Alex, Tara, and the Slice Bros, and a few others... Uh, went up to Blood Mountain just a couple weeks ago. It was about three or four weeks ago, right? Uh-huh. Three weeks ago, yeah, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Um, and uh, they told me, and we mentioned on the podcast, actually, how the hike was intense. Yeah. And you said... And we did it at night. Verbatim, you said, top five most strenuous activity of your life. That night, I would agree. Right, and that, that was in, because it was in the middle of the night. And it was you, and that was your first we, time there. We first time we were tired, kind of like this is a little terrifying. Yeah, all that stuff. Well, um, they wanted to go back in the daytime, camp out in a spot they had found near the first time they camped. That w- that looked like it would be a better area. So they brought me along, and Claire and one of her friends were supposed to come with us, but uh, they had to back out for not not any personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing wrong, but just they couldn't make it, and they want to come next time. But um, you guys took me on this, and you didn't lie. It was definitely strenuous. <laughs> the hike up the mountain took about an hour 40, I think, was our time. Yeah, which was way better than our first time. Mm-hmm. And we took, I think, like two long rests. Agreed. And I think several, maybe like 30-seconders, where everybody was just kind of grabbing some water. You lean your water. backpack on a tree or something. Yeah, and just stopping in for a second. But it was... 
I felt really accomplished at the end of that dude yeah hike it's wonderful and then the hike down took about an hour but we can let's let's go yeah, through we'll what we that. did <laughs> <laughs> um they brought us up there um i took several pictures from the peak of this mountain because it's the tallest mountain on the appalachian trail in georgia correct yeah that's what that one lady said uh, and i think it's i think it's on wikipedia too i remember looking that up before we went she was just spouting wikipedia at us though. yeah she wikipedia 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 <laughs> And I was like, shut the hell up, lady. <laughs> and then she just left. Yeah. Like mid-conversation, which is fine. And she just disappeared. It was weird. Yeah. yeah. I see you scratching right now. Is this from your bites? They're fucking disgusting. But I have, <laughs> I'm not scratching the bites. I scratch around it. It's like a phantom satisfaction. <laughs> it's terrible. Continue. Like when you chop off your leg and people she, still feel yes, their leg? Yes. These are going to haunt me forever. Um, the lady floated away. Tall mountain. Oh, yeah. This was... That was towards the top whenever she told us about it because we got our first look out yes. at the 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 range of mountains yeah. and we're blow i was blown away just by about how beautiful it was but we got to the top and immediately set up camp and this was like i think so we started the the hike around eleven forty-five, got to the top around one thirty. yep um and immediately set up camp we set up camp within a half an hour to an hour um it was you me and tara in a three-person tent Rimby and James in a two-person tent, and then John and Brother Joe, G-Man, in hammocks. Yep. So we fit comfortably seven people in this campsite, and uh, I mean, well, and I'm gonna put campsite in quotations because it it wasn't like a man-made campsite. It was just an area, a tiny little clearing enough to fit seven-ish people. But it's amazing though. There was a bit of a man-made hearth. Yes, there's like, there's, I mean, the stone itself was just, there was, there's like a boulder there, but there's almost a part that's like carved out again, naturally. And then you can see that people have used it as like an actual hearth for a fire. And it's, James got to work immediately. James was tending, tending the fire for what 12 hours straight yeah basically <laughs> exactly i mean 10 for sure yeah because we were up until like 11 mm-hmm. so 2 to 11 that's nine hours and then we got up at six and then he tended for another hour yeah so. and in the morning i was like james shouldn't we just let it burn out like we have to leave that was hilarious it's probably still on fire the entire mountain's on fire yeah we just haven't us. read about it yet but uh regardless that was an incredible experience because around uh, sunset we went to the tallest part of the mountain oh my god that's right and we all just kind of sat back on the t- on the tippity top and there were a few other floating groups of hikers around us who were really annoying who were really annoying pictures 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 none of us had our phones out no pictures we were just sitting there enjoying it and everybody was chattering and oh where's the best angle and it's like just shut up and watch <laughs> the sunset god I-, I know you would have liked to have uh, claire there yeah, yeah, that was like a magical. Yeah, you you and Tara were all snug. We were like up. a ball, uh-huh. ready to roll off the mountain. It's true. Um, that was really cute though. That 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 sunset was amazing. Um, and that whole experience was amazing until we tried to go to sleep. Oh my God, Tommy and I. <laughs> okay, so I've been thrown out. I don't think I consider myself a dramatic person truly, and I've been thrown out a lot of top X of my life lately. <laughs> this was. A top five for sure, maybe three worst night's sleep of my life. I think it was number one for me. Okay, then it was definitely not top three for me. Yeah. Because the best part is 
So Tara, she didn't take too long. She fell asleep, I'd say, within a half an hour because I even heard some little baby snores floating. I think Tara might have been asleep in five minutes, actually. Yeah. I remember her hearing deep breaths. Yeah, you, when you hear somebody's breathing change, you know that they're asleep. Well, unbeknownst to Tommy and myself, he and I were being pretty pretty still. You know, we would turn from time to time and everything, but we never said a word to each other. But apparently, we were both up for literally like four straight hours <laughs> and never said anything. But yeah. we, we did not fall asleep. And I got to tell you, that's a horrible, horrible feeling. Mm -hmm. Especially, it, it got almost the tiniest bit spooky because on top of the mountain at night, it gets insanely windy. Mm -hmm. and it's, like, it's beautiful, but also kind of crazy and like you hear things. But... I, it, that's not why I couldn't sleep. I, it was just unbelievably... We both had yoga mats. Mm -hmm. We finally... Tara and I got her a proper uh, camping pad, which I have since purchased because I'm never doing that again. But Tommy and I had yoga mats, and it was like sleeping... It was like worse than cement. It, I don't it know was, how to explain it. Was. it. it was I feel like the dirt might have... Like sleeping on just dirt on underneath Uneven. the tent would have been better. Yeah. Because maybe. then you would have had some crevices to like fit your body into. I have no idea. I don't know what it was, but Tommy and I just had an abysmal night. And then I do think before it got light, although the lighting had changed a little bit, I think I might have got might have gotten two hours of sleep. I did not. I I just woke up. Uh, not even I using got the up. term. I got up. Yeah. I was. Uh, I think maximum I got fifteen minutes of sleep that whole night. Maybe I got an hour. Who knows? Um. But I know that the thing that was bothering me the most was um. That we were on a slant. We were on that slight gradient of a slant. That slight grade of a slant. Yeah. Where our heads were above our feet, but we were sliding down just a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, you'd slide maybe like two or three centimeters or two or three inches over the course of like five to ten minutes. But it was enough that I would be, my toes would be cramped into the bottom of the tent. And I'd have to readjust myself, pull myself back to yeah. the tippity top of the tent. Because... The way that we had the tent set up w would accommodate a person who was probably 5'7". Sure. And we're both just a tiny bit taller we than that. We should so. have been technically lying the other way, but we already had it set up. And it was like, nope, this is what we're doing. Yeah. So, but that, uh, besides that, even waking up, I wasn't even mad that I didn't sleep well. I just said it was, that was the worst night's sleep of my life. Yeah. And uh, I just got up, watched the sunrise with James. Actually, he just got back from the mountain to watch the sunrise. So I went and watched it the rest of the way the next five minutes and then we cleaned up camp and started our hike down and it was so easy <laughs> and listen compared to going up well that's that's i had the opposite experience this time so the the first time we hiked the mountain you know it was a grueling experience getting up and then going down was a joke this time james even commented i mean probably two-thirds of the way up the mountain he was like james or he, he said alex you're I think you're being affected the least by this right now. And mm -hmm. I, like, I killed it this time. Mm -hmm. I honestly felt good. I was not miserable. I would never rank it in like a top situation for being strenuous activity for this second time that I did it. And I was like, yeah, dude, I don't know. I'm just, I, I feel energized. I was a lot better. You know, it was a better time of day, all that good stuff. Going down this time was really bad for me. My mm -hmm. knees were all fucked up. And I think it's, I was the pack mule. Tara mm -hmm. was carrying two very, I think a gallon of water and my yoga mat. And I carried everything else because she'd recently hurt her back. And I didn't want anything like that to flare up. And when you're coming, this, this mountain's practically straight up and there's a lot of big steps. So any extra weight you have, 
goes directly on hard impact on your knees mm-hmm. over and over. And I was, I was miserable, mm-hmm. uh, especially the last like twenty minutes. I mean, you guys remember I was, and that's going downhill. Yeah, it was weird. It was just because you have so much extra weight and stress on your joints and on your legs. It was, it was bad. Yeah, I at mean, least it was shorter. So my opinion on that about the uphill part of it, at least. Is when you're at when you're doing it at night, you have to use a lot of focus to mm-hmm. like see where you're stepping. Yeah. And when it's light out, you can let your athleticism take over. Totally. And because you don't have to look down the entire time, you're exactly. just like, okay, there's exactly a rock right. here. I got to go here. I got to go here. But the focus drains. That totally you. drains you. Yeah. So I can understand. It, it wasn't that bad for me going up. It was definitely physically tough, but I wouldn't put it in the top five. Yeah. I was like, oh wow, that was. I, it was about double how bad stone mountain is which stone mountain is oh really see yeah. i think stone mountain is an a, a joke yeah. by comparison yeah right like well, a joke. i i mean i'm tired at the end of stone mountain yeah. but i'm not like exhausted i was exhausted at the end of this one yeah but not dead yeah because <laughs> i i can like run stone mountain with a couple of breaks there is not a prayer in hell i could do that oh my god i should give stone mountain another chance but now that i've been like working out cardio a little bit more yeah and you've had your pre your perspectives realized exactly but exactly one of my favorite things was whenever we right when we got to the campsite you said you whatever you said oh my god i love hiking Mm -hmm. and i was in that very moment i was so happy you were there because i knew you were like in a happy place about Mm -hmm. it and what I mean, what is it specifically about Blood Mountain that you enjoyed so much? Or, ooh, I think it's honestly the the sense of accomplishment. Yeah, like after doing that two hours and the reward that you get for that view at the yeah. top, which pictures will never do it justice. Mm-hmm. You That's just, why there's no point. They're really, I mean, people go, oh, they see pictures online about like these tall areas, and they go, wow, that's beautiful. I, I, I wish I could go there. I don't. I think it's it, that it's almost understated like pictures are so understated that you've got to go and you'll be three times as blown away by the actual view that you will from the picture and doing it yourself is just as good yeah you're you're just you're really pushing yourself to a limit to reward your eyes yeah (laughs) with what your body just went through it's much better um that and also i mean i i really appreciate getting my phone off me yeah and, and like not wanting or being able to use my phone yeah not only were were we not able i know my you probably had a little bit more service with um verizon mm-hmm. i i don't think i took my phone out of my bag mm-hmm. i literally did not touch it um until we got back to the car yeah john so. john left his phone at the bottom like in, yeah in the yeah. cars and he at, at one point i did hear him go i i wish i would have brought my phone up because I mean, you get spotty service, but you still get service. I wasn't doing anything service-wise with my phone. I was like doing um, two dots and um, and the crossword and the crossword. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty and much it. I wasn't pictures of us at the campsite. A lot of pictures. Yeah, I took a lot of pictures, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just because I was enjoying the experience with you guys. Yeah, I wasn't saying oh pose like this and oh we got to get it perfect. I was just oh no, taking it was like pictures. bullshit. Yeah, cat. What's the word? Um. Oh my god, candid stuff. Candid stuff. That was driving yeah. me nuts. So, yeah. tell me about your, your place that you had in mind as I was speaking. I had two that came to my mind. Um, one was Bridgewater Nigua. Yep. Did, did you have th- a feeling? I thought you might. And yeah, it's, it's no surprise that it's a, a natural area. I, and I would say a lot of natural, n- nature-ish things are what brings me those happy places. Yeah. Uh, explanation. 
Bridgewood Enigua is a uh, is a dumb little bridge that Alex and I built over a one foot wide creek. <laughs> maybe a, like three feet. Oh yeah, it was like maybe three feet. Well, so it was one of those. It was a valley creek. It yeah. wasn't like the creek water wise was only one to two to three feet long. But then there's a bank, True. and then the full bank is probably like ten feet across. Sure, uh, but and it was just stuck in the woods by Alex and I, or my house, one of in, your homes back home in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. And Alex came over one day, and we were just fucking around in nature because we were kids without phones at yeah, that time. Yeah, isn't that amazing to think about? We had to create games for ourselves, which Alex and I were really good at back oh, yeah. in the day. And we went into the woods and found a bunch of just plywood and junk bricks yeah and there was just, shit back there and we all piled it to get we us two piled it together in one area and then created a bridge across this tiny little creek and for oh and there was also a little vine wasn't there we there we went there with dan frazier one time mm-hmm. and we were like swinging on a vine which was insanely dangerous right if you but recall. that's what that's like, what kids do and parents were like hey go go yeah. almost die but just make yeah. sure you come home they were happy we weren't playing video games <laughs> yeah <laughs> true <laughs> especially your mom and i just so i just remember us being out there and really i mean you and i had those experiences all the time mm-hmm. with just shit outside that we would that we would go to or people that we would bring along and just having a knee slapping hilarious moments and um that was just the first one that popped into my head whenever you said that what's your first one um this this place is insanely not glamorous and i don't know anybody else who who has ever gone there tons of people do i'm sure but anytime you hear of ocean city Maryland. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mine's Ocean City, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. There is one. Mm-hmm. And the beach sucks. It's cold as fuck and dirty. I mean, it's in New Jersey. <laughs> no, I mean, it It really, it's not an amazing place. But growing up as a kid, when I lived with uh, my mother, we would go, my brother, mother, and I would go with some friends of the family. And this was a big group of people. I'm talking like probably two dozen or something like that. And every year for probably close to 10 straight years, somewhere around there, I would say, we would rent this huge beach house that was walking distance from the boardwalk. And this might, I don't know, that might be like a quarter mile. I mean, it was very short. It was a couple of streets. Mm -hmm. And there was no AC in this house. Never was. Mm. And it was like three or four stories. So it was brutal. Kind of like the um, Outer Banks house. That we got? Yeah, I didn't even remember that there was no AC. And, and of course... Well, no, not the no AC, just the four Oh, yeah, because they, they do them like that for tons of people I'm pretty sure it had AC. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it did. Um, but anyways, we... You know, every every day was the same. You just... You go to the beach, you know, spend... As a piece of shit child, I did a lot of video gaming while I was there. But... And I hated putting on sunblock. But, you know, go to the beach during the day and everything. And then in, in the later afternoon and evenings especially, that was my favorite... And it's one of the reasons I want to take Tara back, not only because it was important to me as a kid, but the boardwalk at Ocean City, New Jersey, is like one of my favorite things ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially where we stayed, it's way, it's it's pretty far up or down, depending on what direction you want to look at it. But you you know, it starts off pretty slow. There's a couple of like hotels and a couple of restaurants here and there, and then all of a sudden, all the hustle and bustle starts. And every, you know, every square foot is a new shop. They have like the ninety nine cent stores. They have like they have something called the Surf Mall, which is a mall 
right attached to the boardwalk. Mm -hmm. You know, all the way close to the end of it, there is like a small amusement park. Uh, there's just there are so many different collectors places that we, my my brother and I would always go and I would he would get baseball cards and I would get Alien versus Predator figures and Spawn figures and it was it was a really magical place for me as a kid and I can't wait to go back and just walk that boardwalk and one thing I would have done a lot more interesting things as an adult again I was like a little shitty kid playing games and very narrow minded but the one morning we got up super early and rented like double and triple seater bikes and and rode that all the way down the like I can't wait to do that with <laughs> with with Tara and anybody else who would go with us. I mean it was just any patrons that might want to go with you? Uh yeah, I'll pay for your <laughs> ticket to Ocean City. Whoa! <laughs> heard it here first. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's sort of like one of those it's nothing special. A lot of people don't even know that it exists, but to me I really want to go back because it's been so many years and I want to see how it's changed because mm -hmm. I'm sure it is drastically different from what I remember. I think that I've been there. Really? Yes. I I don't... I, I have this very vivid memory of the boardwalk and the beach with the boardwalk, uh -huh. but I don't remember if it was that boardwalk. It could have been Ocean City, Maryland or, or even Myrtle Beach. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, Atlantic City? They have a boardwalk too. I'm gonna check with my mother. Yeah, and I'm gonna because <laughs> I know I was in fourth grade at the time when uh -huh. I went because I had a part down the middle hairstyle like a piece of shit. Perfect. <laughs> I remember that school picture. You were wearing a red shirt. Do you remember was that? I? I'm a thousand percent sure. Wow. Unless I'm you like, had it more than one year. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm picturing the one where you had the I think I had it two years. Okay. Well, one of them, you were wearing a red shirt. I, I have to find these these pictures. I so. have it. I, I know exactly where it is at, at Tim Ball's house. Okay. Oh, my God. That's yeah. really funny. Um, another, another more general location that I like to go to that are very special to me are gazebos on water. On water specifically. On water like gazebos. Um, <laughs> I originally, they were special places to me. Um, so much so, and they're very peaceful to me, that I've actually broken up with two girlfriends on gazebos on water. <laughs> so, so Claire, stay away from gazebos on water. <laughs> stay away. I remember bringing one of my first uh, girlfriends to, their, to, that, to a gazebo on the water and being like, I'm at I'm in my peaceful place. I can do this now, and, and I that's did it. Amazing. What uh, do I know the name? First name. The first one was Ashley. Okay, I I did not meet her, but I know the name. And then the second one was Morgan. Okay, I do know her, and <laughs> I liked her. <laughs> you were like, no, not Morgan. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, so I anytime I ever uh, see a gazebo on water, I'm always just like, oh, oh. That's I like hilarious. reach out for it, and I want to go there and hang that, out. Yeah, that's a. You know, uh, okay, so I'm glad you uh, brought up like that makes me that makes me think of randomly. Do you remember the time that I visited you down in Florida? It, like all of those places that we used to well, I think it was in is Hillsboro, is that where mm -hmm. you were? When we were West Chase. West Chase and mm -hmm. we would just ride down those super long streets on the bikes and the one time we came home we were going through a golf course and there was an alligator that I passed or something. <laughs> like that was I just remember it was so dark and bright at the same time. There were no lights around. That might have been on the way home from her house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, it was. It oh was. Yeah, I met her dad, and he was from Newcastle, PA. Uh, yeah, which is like fifteen minutes from. I don't know, a bit more than that, but I don't know. That's really cool. Do you have any other ones off the top of your head? Did I ever take you to um, the playground near my house in West Chase? I don't know uh, because this playground was covered with. Um, 
Thank you. Continue. Okay, it, it was covered with uh, a mesh, but it was like a very strong mesh material. All all of the slides and swing sets and everything were covered because it's Florida and it rains all the fucking time. Yes, of course. Well, um, teenagers would go there at night, and then Dude. you would climb up on top of these mesh things. And I pretty, I thought I would have taken you there at some point, but I used to go there with. You know, love interests at the time, sure. friends, and we would all just like go do fuck some around. necking. Yeah, <laughs> dude, thank you for the segue. We'll wrap up here because I would have been remiss if I didn't mention this. And you know how it is. We'll get off the podcast. I'll think of twenty more things, mm-hmm. but and this is going to be very special for all the people who grew up in my hometown. The playground at Biz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So holy shit! At the intermediate school, there was a. Big, I mean, expansive, wooden. It was beast playground. It was a beast, and obviously, not only did we use it as kids and everything for recess when we went when we attended that school, but into our teenage years, including like late teenage years. You know, I don't know, seventeen, eighteen. We would go there for all of those purposes, but also we every night in the summers we would play home free, mm-hmm. which was. It sort of reminds me of release. Release, yeah. yeah. It's sort of like release, but but like, for people, I found out that release is a northern thing. It's actually called manhunt in the south. That's hilarious. So it's ma- manhunt for all you southerners. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. No, I've always called it manhunt too. So I don't know. Maybe Interesting. That's a, maybe that's a weird pocket. I yeah. I heard. North. I okay. heard release everywhere up north too. That's pretty wild. I've Good never, input. I've team. never heard of release in my life. I had no idea. That's what you so guys weird. About. Explain the rules of release real quick. Go ahead, T. Release? Yeah. I have no idea. Manhunt. Manhunt? Yes. So you basically have two teams. You take a flag and the one team has to defend against the other team. And you basically have like offense and defense people. So you have people from team A trying to get team B's flag back to their base. But it's also hide and seek. Does that capture the flag? No. Because capture the flag has two flags on either side. Both teams are trying to get the other team's flag. Yeah. In Manhunt, your one team has a flag and one team's trying to get that flag, but if that team gets caught trying to get the flag, they get sent to a base. Yeah. And then that base they can get released from that base. Yes. If somebody comes in tags them all. Plus in capture the flag you need an announcer with a deep voice and assault rifles Mm -hmm. from Halo. Capture the flag. So okay, home free (laughs) Terra went, yeah. (laughs) Home free was very similar except there were there were no flags involved. You had somebody um I'm trying to think of exactly holy shit, it's been a long time. All I know I don't remember if there were attackers and defenders or if both sides had a base. I think maybe both sides had a base and you had to I think both sides had a base. You had to like capture people, and and they would get sent back to the, like the the other team's base, which was like a prison. And somebody could come by and release them and yell if you touched something and yelled "home free," they could get out. Wow, I feel kind of frustrated. And people from home listening, I'm sorry if I'm doing a shit I'm job. I'm pretty sure it's that release. Game was incredible. It's release without the flag. It's. I think so too. It's that just sounds, two. It's like two sided yeah. release. But this, slash this manhunt slash playground was so special. That, I, I mean, it, it was just really intricately built. And there was just, and then of course, over the years, it fell into disarray, which wasn't a big deal for adults. But first of all, we weren't even supposed to be there. You were not supposed to be there after dusk. And, you know, for kids, it became a health hazard because there was a lot of stuff that started breaking down and you could fall in pit holes and all kinds of crazy shit. And, you know, it not only was this a wooden playground with splinters and broken shit, but uh, there, there was pebbles everywhere. So this was, you know, now. Was it pebbles? 
Or pebbles. was it wood chips? Pebbles. Okay. 100%. Pebbles. So the softies. That's right. The yeah. softies of today's world would be like, no, you have to put on your helmets and mitts and walk around in rubber on this tiny. Yeah, it, it, it would never fly today. But that that's one of my the most special places of my childhood is the Biz Playground, for sure. Did you, um, just a real quick, I know we had a little bit of break, so we're yeah. coming up on a decent ending here. But have you ever been inside your school after dark? I don't or know. after hours? Because I always remember that as being a, something special to me. Being yes. like, ooh, there's nobody here. And, yeah. I'm, and like I can do whatever I want I in my hallways. I definitely had uh, done that multiple times in the high school, of course, mm-hmm. with my mother being a teacher. I always, in my head, and, and matter of fact, I even did it in like the elementary schools, not for open houses or just from whatever various activity. But I always thought biz, specifically, our intermediate school was the coolest. Mm-hmm. It had a really weird layout. Yeah, it had a lot of it was. It's a cool building. Yeah, and I I would pay a lot of money to go through it right now. And I went back to the middle school, which when I attended school there, um, and I guess Tommy, yeah, Tommy was there still. He hadn't moved away. We had sixth and seventh grade in the middle school, three through five in the intermediate, and eight through twelve in our high school, so which weird. is unheard of. So weird. Why was there an eighth? Like you were a pre freshman in high school, five <laughs> grades in one high school. Yeah. yeah. So our but our intermediate uh, intermediate school was really cool. In the middle school, they completely redid. Like you would barely recognize it. Did it's like really wild. What Highland? Highland. Yes. Okay. It's completely different. Hmm. It's really cool. I don't know where the money came from for that. <laughs> Not a big town. Yeah. Um, so I would love to hear about some special places of some patrons. I would too. I would really like somebody to like, even if they wanted to record themselves, just to have a nostalgic moment for yourself. Yeah. On your on your memos on your iPhone or whatever you you have to record yourself. Send it in. You could be featured on an episode. We'd love. Let's to be do honest. That. You will be featured. Yeah, yeah, you will be. Um, and I love hearing about you know childhood pasts and people that are passionate about spots they used to have. So yeah, send them in. Or even if you have heard of one of the places that Alex and I were talking about, and you want to send in a memory that you had from that area, that'd be really yeah. Cool let for us let too. me experience a cool moment where you're like, I love Ocean City, New Jersey, <laughs> or, or uh, all the or biz. Biz's uh, playground yeah. was amazing. Well, hopefully, I'll in, I'll induce some nostalgia from from everybody back up north. But um, last closing note: we had initially said that we we're going to make some changes to the Patreon tiers and stuff in June. Not, when you hear this episode, I will say that by the time the next episode is posted, those changes will be in effect. So please stay tuned for that, and uh, we have some exciting stuff coming. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.